What's going on, everyone? Daniel here, and welcome back to the Friends Around the Fire podcast. Today, I am joined with... Forrest, and today we will be covering depression. And its link to suicide. This will be a very long and interesting episode, and as always, we are joined by our psychologist friend... Bradford. Evan. Yeah, Evan. <laughs> So just say, sorry, just I'm say so Evan. Just, myself, I, 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 I can cut it. Don't worry. Just, just say Evan. Just yeah. say Evan. Evan. And we will begin right now. Let's not waste any time. Let's just dive right on into this. So suicide and depression are two very heavy, very sensitive topics. So we will be covering them purely from a scientific point of view. And we will be trying as little as possible to cut to cover it from our opinion, besides maybe one to two points. So depression is defined as a mental health disorder characterized by persistently by having a persistently depressed mood or loss of interest in activities causing a significant impact on your life. Now, depression can come from three main sources. It can come from brain chemical imbalances it can come from extenuating life circumstances and from substance abuse those are the three most common main causes of depression it is treatable and it is definitely survivor survivable however there are forms of depression that last for ages such as manic depression which we will be getting into in a, in a later episode because to fully understand it, we have to cover bipolar disorder. So today we'll be, we will be focusing on depression and its link to suicide. Now that we understand the basics of it, I want to quickly thank 320 Changes Direction for the awesome artwork on this. Links in our description are going to go to suicide prevention charities. Feel free to donate it. So let us begin. Evan, what is the main causes of depression and how is it treatable? Well, with depression, there's a huge amount of that can happen with it. The people around anxiety that's built up. Because um, depression at its core is a loss of interest in your day-to-day -day life. At least the base forms of so you just lose interest of that and um with the base forms of depression and i feel like with most forms of depression um go seek uh like therapist and ask him what should i do about this because it's not as simple as just going to the therapist and him it's going to therapist and asking him what sort of treatment like treatment as in specialized therapists should i go to Okay, so therapy is definitely one of the causes. Forrest, do you know any, one of the things that can help? Forrest, do you know any other ways that depression has helped or ha what have you heard that helps depression? Because there's one treatment that might shock both of you that's pretty common actually in America and Europe. Uh, obviously, if we're talking medication wise, it's gonna be antidepressants. That's pretty obvious. Everyone's already um, well, mostly everyone's heard of antidepressants before, 
and that's obviously what um, the doctors will then most likely prescribe for you if you do go to psychologists and tell them your problems and they diagnose you as or they diagnose you with depression with clinical um, depression clinical depression yes uh other or try to help yourself or try to, I mean obviously reach out to friends I I doubt I don't know about reaching out to family that can be very iffy sometimes and that can be a and very difficult the, thing to do uh yeah reaching out to friends is way easier and it is beneficial just make sure you reach out to the right friends because some people will just think that um you're attention seeking you got to reach out to people that actually know you and care about you and that will actually believe you when you say that you are struggling with depression or you think you might be struggling with depression so just pick your friends right reach out to them that's i think the first thing you should do and then when you think yes this is an actual problem obviously straight away try to seek professional help from anywhere you all can. right so here's one thing that not a lot of people know about depression so one of the most common treatments prescribed for clinical depression is something called electroconvulsion therapy which is treating brain chemical imbalances using electric shocks to cause seizures it's a really weird treatment but it's one that's actually fairly commonly used when i looked into it um one of the things that they do for it is this electroconvulsion therapy and it's really a successful thing some asian countries have started implementing it which is actually why the suicide rate is slightly down at the moment death rate is up but that's unrelated to what the suicide rate is I'm surprised. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it was really weird. Uh, so I was looking through Mayo Clinic, and it's one of the it's one of the treatments that a lot of people recommend because it fixes brain chemical imbalances. Another very common thing for people who have something a little lower than clinical depression but are still depressed, a lot of them are put on anti psych anti anaxoclotics or something along those lines it's an anxiety and tension reliever that is similar to melatonin and they also are commonly put on antipsychotics which are things to help with like adhd bipolar disorders things like that they're they're very common but they're very very often used in place of antidepressants because antidepressants are linked to so many mental health problems because they can quite frequently have the opposite impact that they're meant to. Antidepressants um, specifically out of well like mental it's the most risky I, I don't yeah. know it's because you look at mental health um, sorry uh, antidepressants bottles and you read the sometimes it could say suicide and actually, that's one of the most common reasons people with depression commit suicide is because of medication, specifically antidepressants. Antidepressants, the way they work 
is they mess with your brain chemicals balance. So if it so certain ones will make your dopamine higher or your adrenaline, things like that. Like they will mess with your brain chemicals and that can have a significant impact on your mental health. And it isn't always in a positive way. Even though they're meant to have a positive impact, it isn't always in a positive way it impacts you. So from a psychological perspective here, um, it's not actually the the it's not a positive way. It's most that it gives you such a happy feeling that everything else when you're off much work and that's one of the big it's because the reason why there's a side effect is because after you take it just seems way worse than it was before because you've experienced being happy again yeah you've experienced a very very big high so there isn't like a lot that there's not like an up point from there you've already hit yeah. like the peak and like in cases it can help on constant treatment and get their life life somehow come together much better than before it can help but in most situations it if they stop taking it you know can't take it for financial reasons it makes it so much worse yeah so now that we've covered the basics of depression let's get into the biggest part of this episode now this is going to be a fairly controversial part but we're going to talk about suicide and its link not only to depression but to suicides in general so first off we are going to start with suicide the highest places of suicide in the world. Forrest, would you like to provide the information on what countries have the highest suicide rates? Um, as far as I'm aware, I think the highest suicide rates in the world come from Korea, Japan, and China. Because you might think India has a, high, a very high suicide rate because of their population density of... 464 people per uh, square kilometer and Japan only having around 360 or something but um, the suicide rates in the Asian countries are higher than in most other places on the earth now do we know now do you guys actually know why specifically China and Japan had a high su have and had a high suicide rate I know some of the reasons for Japan, and that's just because of my Japanese culture. I think it's beautiful, and through that, I've learned that parts of Japan people become isolated with themselves and stuff because um, people, some people, get given access to technology. They like all they need is food and water, and they can have entertainment. And, and to t like, you think the U.S. and stuff, you think you watch TV, you get out of the house and talk to people. A lot of people in Japan just don't get out of the house, and that can cause so much isolation in them. And there's even things like friends for hire, where they would pay money just to have friends. 
Yeah, that's actually and... a really interesting service. I did a lot of research into that for this video. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, they actually really pay good money to have someone to talk to. Like, it's shocking. And it's like, you couldn't pay them and then pay them again. It's... It's... I a thing in a culture I think that in Japanese culture that might not seem so strange in, Amer in American or even European culture and Australian culture that would be considered weird but it's fairly common now one reason specifically for China is because of the one child per, per family law that they used to have which is oh. also why their population is shrinking because the Chinese government at one point realized, oh shit, we're being overpopulated. So they set a law that basically said each family was only allowed to have one child. So people would kill females so that a male could carry the family name. Now this had a very, yeah, very bad effect on it because, well, you have a bunch of, you have a bunch of men without the ability to get into relationships without the ability to meet people who aren't yeah. like the same sex as them and humans and people naturally want companionship they naturally want to be with someone so that inevitably leads to problems of depression and that can lead to disdain for their situation which can lead to a higher suicide rate and has in korea one of the reasons one of the main reasons is because of the inability to get employment because over there everyone is most people there are very highly educated so there's a lot of competition in the jobs it's like well you have a ma you have a master's degree this person has a doctor's and this person has a bachelor's well the bachelor's person isn't getting the job chances are the the person with the master's degree wouldn't get the job but the person who has the doctorate degree has a higher chance of getting the job because they're the most educated. So it creates a lot of competition and a lot of depression because they can't get a job, they can't work, they can't be self-sufficient, they have to rely on their family, and inevitably that will eventually lead you to a point where your mental health begins to deteriorate. It's just the thought of like people think that family and in a lot of countries like that family name goes along and can take you places and it's important you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you feel like you it makes seem yeah. so much worse yeah the like there's definitely a link there because seen is embarrassing like your family's name there it's like a very very big dishonor and it's it's definitely a thing that's frowned upon to like do anything that embarrasses your family's legacy or name so it's quite common for suicides to be linked actually directly to that i uh, have to add something to the highest suicide rates uh i have to correct myself on what i said before the top three suicide rates in the world First one's Lithuania, second one's Russia, third one's Ghana. Oh shoot! And then really? at fourth, and then at fourth place we see South Korea. Yeah, South Korea is oh. definitely. 
Yeah, then it's went down. Oh, Russia, I wasn't surprised about. They were like fourth or fifth last time I checked. Yeah. And I was using the list from 2017. Mm. Yeah. Because I couldn't find one that was more recent. But yeah, fifth Russia... Russia's probably just the oppression from their government, yeah. I'm assuming. That... Most likely. I mean, people, a lot of people better than but it's still bad. Yeah, it's not as bad as we say it is, but it is still a very horrible situation for anyone to be in. So, one of the final things that I want to say before we get into depression's direct link to suicide is that if you are feeling suicidal, we have a Discord link down here. We have tons of resources in a chat to help you. All of us are online. If you need help at all, you can DM any single one of us. We'll be here to have a conversation with you, and we will be here to talk to you if you need it. So let us get directly into suicide's link to depression and why people commit suicide. So this is the only time I think I'm probably going to ask an opinion in this episode. But what, in your opinion, Forrest, is depression's link to suicide? Obviously, depression's link to suicide is because you are feeling down the whole time. You cannot pick yourself up off the ground. If you can, it's not for a very long time at all. It's very, very short. You're just going to be feeling down 90% of the time, or even maybe sometimes all of the time and can't manage to feel happy. If there's no happiness in life, some people just think, why even live? They think, why, why, what, why is it worth living? And then they also might think that other people don't care about them because they are feeling so down. That just they, that those thoughts can pop into your head that maybe others don't even care. Or they maybe they tried to reach out to someone but did it in a subtle way and they didn't notice and they're like, oh, maybe that person didn't care about me. That can make it even worse. And then they just feel like they don't belong, maybe. And um, obviously this will drive a lot of people who maybe are a little, maybe some people who are a little more fragile, obviously, than to suicide. All right. This constant, this constant feeling of being down is the main factor, obviously. That is definitely a fairly decent explanation of it and you're not that far off um the only thing that there's also to add is really that a lot of people who commit suicide and are depressed have a drug habit or abuse drugs so that will push you to an even lower point because chasing a high that you can't achieve sort of like with um antidepressants chasing a high that you can't achieve again unless you have this specific drug will also push you to a point to feel like, well, I'm not complete without this. I can't always have this. What's the point? Yeah. I think that also links into sometimes, like, relationships, because that can give off, like, if you love someone, say you're married or something, that could give off a euphoric feeling. Like, that can release so much chemicals in your brain that make you so much happier in your everyday life so having that and say you get divorced that can that 
that being taken away from you can lead people to horrible things. Yeah, there's definitely a connection between like having a long-term relationship or friendship and losing it that can get connected to pushing you into a depression because you begin to feel not only a like feeling of betrayal, but you feel the, well, what if, so say someone said something negative, you start to push that to the forefront of your brain and you always push it ahead and ahead and ahead and ahead. Yeah. And it can lead to you going down a very dark, dark, dangerous path. All right, so then, let us get into depression and suicide in the media, and then we'll talk about the effects social media has on it. So, depression and suicide are quite often portrayed in the media, anything from TV shows, to movies, to documentaries, to even music, things like that. Let's specifically start with a very prolific show about it, 13 Reasons Why. I want to know, in your opinion, does that show do more harm than good to people with depression, or is it a good conversation starter to get a wider group of people talking about that issue? Okay, so 13 Reasons Why holds a special place in my heart for I have chosen to never watch it because my friends watched it. <laughs> my friends taught... <laughs> no, um... So... Basically, my friends at the time were going through some shit and they watched 13 Reasons Why and they said, after watching all of it, said they had a horrible experience and do not want to talk about it. And I think that if you were start trying to start a conversation starter about mental illness and depression, it should have been way lighter than what 13 Reasons Why was talking talking about it i i agree i definitely agree with that statement because i will say this i personally love the show it's one of my favorite shows out but the way that they handle it is very much oh you did this it's your fault for this suicide yeah it's that it's like especially to like some of my friends who knew people who did commit suicide they they could not take that in. They had to stop watching so soon. Now, do you do you feel like okay? Do you okay? Now, here's another really interesting question. Do you feel like the way that they presented it is also beneficial because it presents that oh, it's not just someone seeking attention. Oh, it's not just someone being stupid. It's a bunch of circumstances that pushes a person to this point. And it's more than just that... bullying. There's obviously an underlying mental issue, but there's also the causes that push them to feel the need to do that. I think that the title alone, 13 Reasons Why, is both stupid because, while it's brilliant, because it does show people it's not thing that pushes it to it. It's so much different things. But also at the same time, I feel case it could be so much so so much more things yeah i feel like they present it mainly as a i feel okay 13 reasons why in my opinion is a good tv show it's a good drama but it's not a good conversation starter um yeah. forrest do you have an opinion on this at all opinion on what 
on if on thirteen reasons why and how it displays I have suicide. Not watched the, I have not watched the show at well, all. From what, anything. what you've heard of it, what you know about it. Do you have any of I don't mean I have never really listened when people were talking about it, I just blanked out. Oh. Well I uh, another thing Go ahead. First. Another thing I have with 13 Reasons Why, and this is stuff I've heard, because I, again, I've never watched the show for the sole reason of I feel it would be too much for me. I feel like another thing I've heard about the show is it just kind of punches you in the face a bit too hard. There's, I, from what I've heard, of course, I don't know if this is true or not, but from what I've heard, there's scenes with horrible things that happen and horrible things that like turn and it's just kind of a roller coaster of emotions that doesn't get better there there definitely are scenes like that i'm gonna give a brief overview of the show so season one the two scenes that definitely fit into that i feel like are um when hannah is raped and also the suicide scene which has since been removed because I, I feel like, yes, both of those... have to be removed. Yeah, both of those are impactful scenes, but they don't... The, I feel like the rest of the show does a better job of furthering the conversation. Oh, there was bullying at school. There were rumors. There was isolation. I feel like that part of the show shows it really yeah. good. I feel like that part is realistic, but I feel like the... Oh, well, everything went wrong on one night, and then a counselor didn't say the right thing, so I leave to kill myself. I feel like it gener- I feel like it rushed it at the end and pushed pushed a narrative that it I feel like it pushed the narrative opposite of what it was trying for. I also think like I'd never heard of the rape scene like a rape scene before, and I think that is that is a bit too far for a show to go there's actually two scenes like, technically like cause watch it and they've been through experiences like that before cause they want to watch it cause they want to re- like know some like some sh- they want to relate they can have they want horrible memories like they can have horrible memories of that shit and yes there's relatability there it may sound horrible, but it's like, okay, impact's a good thing in shows, but not in shows about impact being bad. No. Yeah. It, impact can lead to someone's depression, and you're giving a lot of impact in this show. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel like the perspective there is definitely truthful, that it impacts in the wrong way in a lot of places. Now, let's take it from a completely separate side. So, what do you think about movies, TV shows, or music that portray suicide as an evil thing, or like religious people who portray it as, oh, if you commit suicide, you're clearly evil, or whatever. Do you feel like that is better or worse, in a way, for the conversation? Mm. I'm going to say Christian, and most of it's because death but um i am christian and i think i i think that the if the idea is if you commit suicide you will go to hell 
And I feel like that's both a good and a horrible thing. Because to some people, some Christian people being like lynching people who were relatives of ki- like people who committed suicide, completely being horrible to them, but also could drive away people from that and try to search for different options. But at the same time, it also will make you feel like I feel like it has the impact of, well, this isn't a conversation you can have because it's just a sin. Don't sin. I, I feel like it's, it pushes the conversation away from, this yeah. is the problem. I need help for this. How do I get to that point to get help? The thing is with Christianity, it it's so different in so many ways. So many people believe in different things about Christianity. Personally, I don't believe that God would send someone to hell just for being in bad circumstances. I think by suicide, suicide for like could you could have changed and you could have easily changed, but you decided not to. Um, you know, it's like. This may sound very controversial, I know, but it's like, I don't think anyone for being in bad circumstances. I agree. And I think that um, with a lot of Christians, I feel like it makes the conversation more open because a lot of Christians talk about sin just to get it off their chest. True. And um, it sometimes now not all the time i do completely agree with your point that it it can be dialed down going to is supposed to be eternal suffering for being in horrible circumstances i don't think is right but i feel like people talking about it in various situations can also help that and also it's kind of the since I'm Christian, praying to God makes me honestly feel happier. And it, I don't know if it's a placebo or not, but if I think it's a placebo, that's not... Well, I know how placebos work, so it's very confusing for me. Um, but it be the next day when I pray to God. And I feel like praying to God about that sort of shit, for specifically, can help. All right, I'm very curious on your perspective then, Forrest, since you and I are both atheists, we don't believe in a God. Mm. Do you think that religion makes the conversation around suicide worse? If so, how? If not, how does it not? I think it possibly can in the way you described with the hell thing, going there for eternal suffering, but those people are anyway already suffering here right now. So I think if... An atheist heard that and said, well, I'm already suffering here anyway. You know, I, I an atheist says, I don't necessarily believe in it, but it could be there, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm anyway already suffering. What, I have nothing to lose. It can't really get much worse, and they might just anyway do it. Like, people in that state just won't care about something like that. You need encouragement that it can get better, not the fear of it getting worse because when you're in that state you feel like it cannot get worse that's what people feel they feel 
I'm at the lowest point. I cannot I mean, get up from this. That's why most people kill themselves. Exactly, like they kill themselves because they they feel like they can. Yeah, so they feel like nicer. nothing can be worse. They feel um, like nothing can be worse. It can I be only be better. One of my friends who isn't thinks of death says just rest. Exactly. That's a peaceful Eternal rest. Yeah. That's a peaceful way of thinking, to be honest. But I mean, I'm honestly. Personally, I'm terrified of death beyond my imagination. I'm not. <laughs> it's because... I just don't know. It's like, do the I see it existing? Or... Yeah. Which, on, which I honestly, can't... I feel like even that impacts your mental health and can lead to yeah. depression getting worse. Like, not knowing what's going to happen. Like, okay, so for example, taking this from a religious person's perspective... They believe in heaven, they believe in hell, they believe in some place. I wonder if that makes makes something more feel reassuring, like, okay, well, there is a reward at the end of this, as opposed to a view of, well, there might be nothing. I feel like, for me, at least, the idea of Christianity helps so much, because I don't think I could probably... Because whenever I think about death, it's just... It's an uncomfortable thought, man. I don't blame you. Death is never a very comforting thought to think about. And if it is, then it's a little bit concerning that that's a comforting thought. But that is going to be saved yeah. for a later episode. If it, if it is a comforting thought, we have a server. Obviously, like we've said, you can join and come talk to us. Or also call one of the mental health hotlines we have in the description that would be advised if th think about death if that is a comforting thought to you please seek help yes please seek we help. really advise it and if you can't seek professional help there's people here who are willing to talk to you our discord community is more than willing to talk to you as well as if you find us on instagram both of us are more than willing to help talk to anyone who needs it so don't think that death is the only option in scenarios such as this. But I guess let's end this on a positive note. It's kind of hard to do with an episode as heavy and as dark as this. But, alright, so what do you think is right about the like public perception and like the widely accepted perception of suicide? And what do you think is wrong and needs to change? I think... And I think this, I think this is the biggest part that's wrong about like public perception of mental health, is a lot, and I mean a lot of like perception of it is. I couldn't have done anything when other people could have, you know. And it's like, well, it's just fate then, and that's just wrong. And I don't. I don't think anyone should be guilt-tripped about it, but I feel like that it's not just just circumstances so people, then they could, like, it could stop earlier on. And it could be stopped. Alrighty, yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you there. There's definitely a perception of well that i couldn't have done anything nothing could have been ever done i feel like that definitely needs to change and that perspective needs to end 
because I agree it does probably do more harm than good. What about you, Forrest? What, in your opinion, needs to change, or what is good about the current perception of suicide and mental health at large? Forrest. What in what in your opinion what in your opinion is I wasn't at my I wasn't at my desk. Oh. There was a fly crawling around in my shirt. <laughs> oh. Okay, so what in your opinion is good and what in your opinion is bad about the current perception of suicide and mental health? Like what should stay the same, what needs to change? Um, one important thing I have been, oh, I, it's crossed my mind a few couple of times is that obviously because, uh, these days there are a lot of people that are attention seeking and pretend to have mental illnesses such as depression, um, they pretend to have them for attention. That needs change. That's the main thing, because that prevents other people from speaking out about actually feeling down and actually being depressed. Because they think they'll just be seen as an attention seeker, that they, and they, they'll just feel pushed down and they can't speak up. It's like, it's like putting a lid on a jar with a fly. That fly wants to fly out, but it can't, you know? Yeah, it cannot get out because of that lid of anxiety then thinking oh people are just gonna think uh, of me as um an attention seeker which would just make it worse and then if if they do come out they get the courage come out about it how they're feeling and then someone labels them as an attention seeker because of these horrible people that are pretending to be depressed when they're actually probably pretty happy that would just hurt them immensely, and that needs to change. I 100% agree with you there. That kind of behavior, that kind of reaction to mental health definitely needs to change. What, in your opinion, though, is good about the current perception of suicide and mental health at, at, at the moment? What do you think is a positive, if, if there are any, that you have found? Positive. It's hard coming up with positives, really. Because, I think because suicide. The... No, su wait. Suicide rates are rising. How's that positive? It that just basically means that less people can come out and talk. There's not really much positive at the moment. There's so much going on, and that's just making people more depressed. The public perception is getting better over time, but it's taking long, and it's needs to speed up yeah i definitely agree it needs to speed up and the perception of it needs to change sooner rather than eventually i think that um and saying that i think is good about how the media portrays suicide and that's the realism of it no it's happened there's no talking to that person again there's they are gone and the realism of that i think you know, media is like i don't know it's like if there was fiction media and stuff like where they talk to them after death or something it i think it would just it would ruin the entire idea of 
they're gone for good. There's it being no a bad thing. Back. It like it would ruin the idea of it being a bad like subject thing to do, or just not a healthy thing to do, at least for your body. I 100% agree with you there. I feel like the perception of it portrayed in like actual news articles, things like that, I feel like it's very beneficial, but I feel like one of the biggest harms to the conversation at the moment is just the fact of the attention seeking and people who are going to just be called out for that because it leads to your mental health deteriorating because you don't want to be labeled as an attention seeker, you don't want to be labeled as a faker for having a real actual issue. Um, yeah, one positive that's... I will say that I feel like the entire mental health community is getting is that there is resources out there and that there are people who won't judge you if you need help. I feel like that conversation, I feel like that point has helped the conversation overall, but I feel like at the point we're at, we need to have a change soon before even that isn't enough to help people. We need to have the conversation be, if you have a mental problem, come out, get help. People want to help you. Don't fake it for attention. There are other ways to get gratification. There are other ways to get attention that aren't faking mental disorders. And don't let, don't do that because it impacts people who are struggling daily with that kind of stuff. Now, we're going to quickly close out this episode, and we thank you guys for watching or listening. With that all being said, we will have an episode out next week. We will be covering some more interesting mental health-related topics. Check out the YouTube if you want the visual version of this particular podcast, and we will see you guys later. My name is Daniel. My name is Forrest. And I'm Evan. And we're signing out. We hope you guys have a good day. Stay warm by the fire. And we'll see you guys later. Goodbye. Peace.